This is Marcus Richardson, President and CEO of Rich Group Financial. We look forward to working with you and helping serve you in the financial service arena. So what that really means is we're going to be able to help you with life insurance for your mortgage protection, make sure that's taken care of when you pass. We're also going to be able to help you for your final expenses to make sure your burial, things like that are taken care of. We also are able to help you with retirement. So if you lose the money in the market and you want to stop losing money, you don't want to keep losing money, we can help you with that. And we also can help you with Medicare. So if you want to make sure you got all that taken care of, please reach out to Rich Group Financial. You can find us at richgroupfinancial.com or you can also send us an email at richgroup28 at gmail.com. And we'd love to serve you and help you and bring you into the family. Welcome to the Pro Formula Podcast. I'm your host, Tarek Shabazz, and this podcast is all about professional development. So if you're trying to take your professional skills to the next level, you're in the right place. In order for us to be able to continue to bring you this great content, I'm going to need you to like, subscribe, or hit that bell on our YouTube page. You can also go to our Instagram, or you can go to our Facebook account. We look forward to seeing you at our next show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back to the Pro Formula Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Tarek Shabazz. In our podcast, what we do is help to uncover the mindset and the journey of uh, professionals from all different industries so that you can get more out of your individual performance and also out of your team performance. I am super, super excited to bring to you all today a guest that you have probably seen. He's a national comedian and actor. Uh, you have caught him on the Comedy Ground, I mean, the Comedy Grind Comedy Tour. And then he's also worked on shows like Wild and Out. I want to bring you all my guest, Mr. Monty Jonesy. What's up, baby? What's up, man? How you doing, man? What's Good. up with you these days? Good, man. Chilling, man. Just enjoying the ride. It's like mean? enjoying the ride. Yeah, it's like every time I look up, bro, you're doing something else. Like, what you up to these days? Um, right now, currently, I just um, just just left Dallas. Um, they cast me for the uh, Love in the City reality show. Oh, tight. Okay. So, um, just up Dallas, and we did some uh, promo on the podcast. Uh, was it Dallas on there? Okay. So we did some promo on there, and um, you know, just getting ready for that. Um, improv coming up. Nice. You know what I'm saying. Now, are you hitting the national improv, or is it really specific to Denver, or, or working no, people I find I, you? Everywhere, everywhere, man. Just, I mean, you can follow me, but um, you catch me everywhere. Uh, my main markets are like Georgia, uh, California, Texas, um, and Arizona, Denver. Yeah, Denver. Okay, that's a given. So yeah, I'm. You know, you can catch me in New York. I was in New York, everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm a couple places I ain't been, like Arkansas and <laughs> Nebraska. I ain't going to Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. Wow, no. Yeah, I don't even know if they're listening to comedy shows or even going to comedy shows. No, nah, they are. They are. Uh, Nebraska gets it in, but I, you know, I, I spent about six years there. I that's one city I do not care to go back to. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting when you see, um, you know actors or comedians and people like yourself that start to ascend and get to that next level. I can remember, you know, coaching sports and I would have kids from other teams that said, man, how can I get on your team? What have been some of the things that you've seen that people are like, when you, when you start to recognize and like, man, I made it, you in the, in the grocery store or somebody asked you for your autograph or like, what's some crazy things that you've seen 
most most recently yesterday um when i went to go do the podcast on dallas on air i got in there early and um we just started talking you know with the producers and stuff before the show and stuff and i told him i was um on the new uh trade the truth movement okay so he's like trade the truth oh shit! hey man he's on trade the truth movie hey man we got to take a picture with you come on with so you know that was really an influence right there. I was like, oh, okay, they 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 really know what's going on. You know what I mean? How how is it been? Like you know, one day you wake up, you're just kind of a normal dude. Then before you know it, people want to take pictures with you, get you on your podcast, cast you in movies. Like how is that? How is that climbing for you? Well, I mean, I you know somebody like me, I've been working a long time, so you know I took the stairs, not yeah. the elevator. That's right. You know what I mean, and I I firmly believe in that because you know. If you take the stairs, once you get there, you can stay there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't feel it yet. Okay. I don't really, I don't really feel it just yet. But like, like I said, that thing yesterday really was like, damn. Okay. But I mean, but I do. You know, when I see people that I know or that I know me, they're like, man, I see you doing your thing. You know. But that's been that's kind of been happening for. A while. I mean, you caught my attention. Like I'm looking at some of your skits that you put out on social media, or just you know little videos that you put up. And it seems like you always on an airplane. I say that, and it seems like you always working. What's your schedule like these days? Like in terms, it's of- all over the place, man. It's just, it's busy. It's busy. There was times where it'd be busy, then it's slow, and and now it's pretty, it's pretty fucking pretty steady. Yeah. What what kind of flow do you prefer? Or what kind of like flow do you prefer? Do you like it when you're super busy, or do you prefer? You know, a little bit of breaks in between, or, or well, what's your style like? Man, when I when I was in a relationship, it was a little like in the back of your mind, like it bothered me because you're always trying to get back to your girl and stuff like that. Um, you know, recently, shit, I just been going. You know what I mean? My kids is grown, so I'm just I'm just going with the ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, shoot, if it's worth it, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I ain't doing no bullshit no more. Yeah. But when you're talking about like the type of shows that you want to be on and the type of work that you want to do, like what what does that look like? What are where is your your place of like, man, right now, this is the place I want to be. These are the type of genres or type of venues that I want to be in. What does that look like? And what are some of your goals right now? Um, Shoot, I'm, I'm acting like I'm really full throttle, um, really trying to just get deep into the acting thing. That's like my true, true passion. Is acting. Yeah. You know so the comedy is kind of what got you in, got you Yeah, it's the foundation. It got me going. It got my name out there. But like I've been acting since first grade. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so um, like the comedy, I never expected to be a comedian at all. It just kind of happened later in life. and uh, But I love it. You know what I mean? And it, they kind of go hand in hand. I you know what I mean? But it's different, you know what I'm saying? It's still two different things. So um, acting is really the main push, TV. Um, and I think that's just the way they really get out there because there's a lot of great fucking comedians that have been doing it for 30 years, hilarious, and you never know who they are, you know, just because they work in the circuit. Now, I, don't, comedy. 
I don't want to go over any of my material right now, but one of my bucket list items for life is to do a, to get on stage and, and uh, do a little comedy skit, like for real. You that's, need to hurry up, man. That's something, that's something I want to do. Like, talk to me about the courage and mindset that it takes when you're getting up there on that stage and you trying to crack a joke. And our people of all people that like you need to bring the funny man in order for them because they ain't just gonna laugh no halfway. Talk about that mindset and the courage that it takes to get up there and get on that stage. Well, black people, man, when they come to a comedy show, they come to see if you can make them laugh. Yeah. A lot of other people come to laugh. Okay. So, you know. I don't know if y'all caught that real quick. He's saying yeah. black people come, you bet they, they want, you got to make them laugh. Other people right. come and they expect to laugh. Right. So it's a whole different thing. They come thing. to laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, um, just far as doing it, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part of the comedy is actually getting up there and doing it. Like I was terrified my whole life. Like I could never just get up there. I gotta make people laugh. Like, and then, you know, I kind of warmed up to it. Did my first show and I was just promoting and stuff. And then I started trying to host and stuff. And then um, once I did it, I did that first show at the improv and they laughed, I was like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a breakthrough, you know what I mean? And then you, the people that love it, you catch that bug, yeah. and then it's a wrap. Ain't nothing you know? like going to a comedy show, bro. I'll pick a comedy show. I don't know if I, concert, comedy show, they like hand in hand for me. I love both of them. Um, but I'm always like, just, I love when I go to a comedy show and I can see that, how much prep goes into getting on the show and rocking a good comedy show. Are you like rehearsing this? Is some of this just freestyle? Is it a combination of both? Talk to us a little bit about that. It is a lot of a lot of prep. It's years of, of tweaking your set, you know, turning it, and then knowing, knowing your set, and then knowing and being comfortable going off and doing some ad-lib stuff and all that stuff. I remember before I started doing comedy, I was infatuated with it. So I was going out to the improv where I was catching everybody, like going down there. I loved it. You know what I mean? It'd leave you. It'd leave you. And my favorite comedians was like people who would, at the end of the day, would leave you feeling good when you left. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like Bruce, Bruce was one of them. When I was going, um, I was like, okay, he really made me feel good, this and that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad you brought that up because I really forgot about that feeling. Yeah. You know, because it was just like I was a fan. I was just a fan. Um, and, um, you know, just doing it. Um, the preparation is just every day going, trying your stuff, starting with five minutes, adding jokes, seeing what works here, seeing what works with different crowds, being able to read your crowd, knowing where you're at, your demographics, knowing what's going on. Yeah in their city around there and being able to just but still be true to yourself you know what i mean and then once you really master it it's really easy because you just being yourself yeah i think it's, it's, it's pretty cool because when i look at you know comedians and i'm thinking about you know the content of the show it seems like they're always up on the current events bro like Got are y'all watching news like all day long just so Got that you be, can stay up it. on what's what's hot yeah, you got to be knowledgeable, you know what I mean? Like uh, Joe Torrey, uh, talking with him one time, he was just like, man, you just got to know as much information as you can. You got to be able to 
start a conversation with anybody about anything and that's gonna make you a better comedian you know what i'm saying because you know a lot of people especially in being national you might be funny in your neighborhood because you're like yeah you know we got easy market and what do will and then you go they know, yeah, they yeah you go, that's to that city. right right then you get out of town they don't know what the fuck easy market is or none of the shit you're talking about you know what i mean so that's that's the difference in that but it's so many levels to that that's being able to travel but like once you really get there the people are gonna the people that like you gonna follow you yeah. you know what i'm saying and then you, you just be true to yourself and do what you do you know what i mean so just talk to us a little bit about like okay i'm an aspiring um i'm an aspiring uh comedian how do you start getting that buzz where yeah you're hot in your city but then like somebody in Dallas or somebody from a whole different region. Like, talk to me about that process. Is it an agent that you're working with that helps you or a manager? Or man, it's the hustle, man. Just It's just the hustle, man. You know, it's different for everybody. Everybody got their own journey, their own path. And, um, like, I'm really starting to see that now with me just because it's, it's, going, it's, it's going to uh, different places now with this movie, with the acting and re reality show and stuff like that. You know, when it's when it's all said and done, my story is going to be unique to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it ain't, it, it, there's nobody I can be like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, Martin, he did what you did. You know, there's, there'll be stuff along the line that were the same, but really everybody's story is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Thinking about that story and just like, you know, my father was like huge on comedy and, and he's a Red Fox kind of dude and a Richard Pryor kind of guy. When you was growing up, who was some of the comedians that you was following, that you fell in love with and that you just um, used to crack Shit, up Eddie, with? Eddie Murphy. Loved Eddie Murphy. All the movies, you know what I'm saying? Uh, what was the name? Uh, Boomerang, Harlem Nights. Yeah. Oh, I just crazy. watched Harlem Nights the other day. Shout out to Eddie, man. Eddie is fly. Right. Eddie, Eddie got so many different layers to his stuff. It's crazy. Richard Pryor's, you know. Right. And I, I remember seeing Richard Pryor when I was a little young, so I didn't really know what was going on right. like that. So Eddie's my guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and Martin, you know what I'm saying? I love Martin, the Martin sitcom. Yeah, that was, that was that classic, man. Right. That was classic growing up on that. Yeah. Um, how did you how did you get introduced to acting and to comedy like what was what happened like for for kids that grew up in the neighborhood like <laughs> how did you start acting man it was it was wild for me like for me like uh i was it was definitely destined like i was in the house i think i was uh i was going in the first grade you know because kindergarten isn't real really school right so first grade is like you jumping you know, in. Like, jump like, you going with the big dogs now. <laughs> yeah. You all, going all to school. Day, all day now. Yeah, you yeah, all day. Go you know now. what I'm saying? So, you know, I grew up on the east side, right there by the Glen Arm. Okay. Shout out to the Glen Arm. Break. I used to do karate uh, Saturday mornings at, yeah. at the Glen Arm in the back. You know what I'm saying? By the That's way. probably where I saw you. Yeah. I did karate for yeah. like two days. Yeah, I was karate out. I learned that. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. I didn't go back. I, I was, was in like, some tournaments and I was getting down. I was, so I was a little karate. I ain't wasn't getting down. I was street fighting, and then every now and again I'd be like, <laughs> 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 take this thing. 
So it made me feel like I was doing some karate man, back yeah. in the day. But anyway, um, so you you grew up on the Five Points. And for y'all that may not know it, that's like a historically predominantly black neighborhood in the Denver, in Denver, Colorado. So used to be. Yeah, it, it, it's now, you know, gentrification. some gentrification yeah. and got it. But back then when, right. when we grew up, that was where black people lived. Right. You know, so in Denver, it was a uh, uh, historical uh, jazz oh, area. Yeah. They called it the, the, believe it or not, they used to call the Five Points the, the Renaissance of the West. Right. That was the Harlem Renaissance was at the Five Points, and that was the Western, you know, our our, our place. So was it like classes that you was getting into and all that? To get no, started? no. My, so how I started, man, is a long story, um, but I'll cut it kind of short. But my mom, she let me go outside for the first time. And I go outside immediately, you know, because I guess there was kids outside. There was like a group of kids. I went next door. Everybody's like crowding around like, oh, oh, oh. So, you know, I was really bold. I had like a Heathcliff attitude. The world hadn't got a hold of me, so I wasn't scared of shit. You yeah. know, like that. So I busted, what are y'all doing? Let me do it. So I grabbed like the little aerosol can. They like, I do. You know, I was aggressive. I didn't know no better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm trying to throw it on the edge of the, the step. And, it, you know, I threw it. Oh, no, let me do it. Let me do it. I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so finally I get it and boom, I bust it. And it maces all the kids in the, all the kids there. It's wow. about eight to ten of us. Wow. And because I was the closest that threw it, like it got me the worst. Like it makes me, I ran next door like, mom, my eyes burning, I don't know what's going on. So that, she ran some water over it and then she ran me down to the hospital and shit. I'm terrified, I don't know what's going on. It finally stops burning. The doctors like, they like got me on the bed and shit. They got a little swab over my eye, you know what I'm saying? All that, so I'm like, what is going on? Like, so. Doctor comes out, he's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to have to wear this patch for about, you know, six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks? Six to eight weeks. What I patch on? Yeah. In the hood. Right. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, even till the day, like, this eye is 2020. This was like 2040, 2060. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I had the patch on, like, dang. So, I'm supposed to start. First grade, you know, school. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I don't want to go to yeah, school. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she gave me like a week off. And eventually I had to take my school. So she like, no, nah, you got to go into school. So I go into school and I'm like nervous and I don't go in there. And then, then we start playing. I forget that I got it on. So then like a little later in the day, she's like, okay, kids, we're going to do something different today. We're going to start casting for the play Peter Pan. Mm. So I'm like, Peter Pan? I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, all right. Now, if you want to play Peter Pan, get in this line. We're doing auditions. Tinkerbell, uh, John, you know, the elf, you know, all that shit. Uh, Captain Hook, nobody gets in the Captain Hook line. Again, I'm still bold. So I got, like, half the class got in the Peter Pan line. Everybody want to be Peter Pan and, all, and so on down. So we doing the auditions, and I'm just... I'm bold, you know what I'm saying? I'm like really outspoken and whatever, so I feel like I'm killing it. I mean, at that age, as long as you loud and you ain't scared. You're doing all right. Yeah, you're doing your thing, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. So, I, so I make it to the final two, and she's like, she's like, and it's me, 
my black ass with this patch on. <laughs> look, looking back, homie, that right. probably is what set you off. You was already in character. Man, that's what I'm saying. You're like like but, a pirate on but The funny part is my I still thinking that I could play Peter Pan with it. With a patch on, uh, with a patch on my eye. Like no, that's, that's right. You got to be on the other side, bro. Right. Kind of clean cut, bro. You looking like the right. like, lost, like the other people. This nigga is definitely a pirate. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's me and the white dude. His name is like uh, Ben or Beckett or whatever. He looked like Peter Pan yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? And he's all pronouncing his R's and shit <laughs> like that. So, so she she's like, oh, he's gonna be Peter Pan, and I was crushed, like. Oh. She's like, but I got something else for you. I'm like, you gonna be Captain Hook? I'm like, Captain Hook, he's a bad guy. They're like, no, that's good, that's good. Everybody's like, cool. So, long story short, the patch. I already had the patch. You know, I, I took it on. It was destined. Destined. I killed it, and I. It was about a three month, four month process that play. And building the set, you know, they had us making swords with foil around it. Every fresh I know sword. You was in the hood going crazy. And you know, just thinking back, like as a kid, like you know, adults we nice to kids. So even if I suck, you'd have been like, "You're doing so good. You're so cute." But it went to my head. I was like, "Yeah, I did that." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I really think I kind of did. But um, I ended up being Captain Hook. After the play was over, I was still wearing my patch and shit, like, and Did I you cried. Still need to wear the patch? No. So you just wearing it? I, I had been done. It's part of your, part of your yeah. outfit. Yeah, I had been done. I didn't have to wear it no more. But I was like, I remember when I took it off. I was like, you know, I, you know, I wanted to wear it. My eye was kind of hurting, but yeah, I, I cried. Cause I wanted to leave it on, you know what I'm saying? That when type of thing. I, when I was a kid, man, Peter <laughs> Pan was my fan. I'm gonna be honest, it was Peter Pan and Aladdin, and, and I like yeah. Peter Pan because Peter Pan had girlfriends. He was able to stay out all night and couldn't nobody tell him nothing. He was fighting and shooting at folks. I was like, I want to be Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Then when Aladdin came out, I remember being like, "Bruh, bro, you know what I'm saying? He ain't got no, <laughs> he ain't got nobody. He got this vision. He want to do something." And so I think it's interesting, you know, just how some of those early memories. So. You played Captain Hook. Captain Hook started it all, man. Then, how did you keep it going? So the lady, one of the lady, Miss Pearson, she was the music teacher at the time. Shout but, out Miss Pearson. Yeah, shout out to Miss Pearson. I, I would love to talk to her, meet her, or something like that. But you know, she was in the school district, so she moved around and different stuff. But she, every so often, she would do these big plays, these big child plays and stuff. So she would just hit my mom up and be like, "Hey." I want to put them in a play, this and that. And it would always be like the main character. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so really that really groomed me and got me. Because I still, after I did the play, I would just forget. You know what I mean? A month later, I'd be on some. Something totally different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But every so often, every year or every couple of years, it would remind me, oh, yeah, I do do this. You know what I'm saying? No, talk to me. Because like, I know your neighborhood. I grew up kind of around there as well. I ain't seen a whole bunch of uh, actors, but I seen a whole bunch of folks on that basketball court, on that football field. Was that you? Was you hooping and no, doing I, that? Yeah, no, yeah, no, and I did, but it was it was funny because it, it was like a parallel, like when I was about eleven, where I was playing for Prince Hall, I was starting tailback, and then we was practicing at City Park, and then Miss Pearson called, and she had me playing the lead role in Bodie and the. I was Bodie in Bodie in the Rainforest right uh -huh. there at the 
the museum. Okay. So I would leave practice and go right there across right, the street. Same, yep, right, right there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I was kind of doing it both. And then, you know, like the cats from the hood, like, oh, look at the little actor nigga. Go on, Bodie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit like that. But it was, uh, it was, it was grooming me, man. It was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for what, it, you know, whatever, you know, whatever a brother do. What was some of your, like, early talent that you had as an actor or, or even as a comedian? Was you the little kid always cracking jokes? Or, like, what was some of the talent that you knew that you had inside of you? Was it your ability to memorize lines and parts or get in the character? Like, what was Yeah, your... I just wasn't scared. You know what I'm saying? Just because when you start something at, in first grade, you just, you know, I never was scared to do it. You know what I'm saying? Just put in the work. Julius Caesar and uh, Julius Caesar, you know what I mean? Learned the lines. Just wasn't scared to do it. I was just like, yeah, that's what I do. My job, man, I'm, 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 I have a luxury of, like sitting down with top professionals like yourself, and one of the distinguishing qualities that they all have is they got courage, bro. They just yeah. are like, I'll put myself out there, and I'm gonna try it, and I might not, it may not crack. When you okay, so so let's just talk a little bit about you as a student, real quick, before we get into where you are today. So, like, were you a good student as a kid? Did you get good grades? Yeah, I was good until I started liking girls. Girls, mm-hmm. I got like you a, too. I was a, I was a, like a student. Well, I was sitting in front. She'd be like, I've been four, <laughs> six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was in the challenge class. Um, uh, what was it third grade? They moved me to the challenge class. And uh, it was right at Columbine, and uh, the challenge class was different. It was like college. They had us set up like college style classes, mm-hmm. and then they had us. They was like fuck English and math and all that. Well, no, not math, but they like forget Social all that. And all yeah, that. all that. They was like get you languages. They like the math was like algebra, geometry. You know, this is third grade and wow. on up. Um, um, what else? I remember. Boom, boom. It was just, it was blocks. So it was college style. And yeah, it was cool. Did it you was, thrive was, in that environment? Or how, like, were you successful? Yeah, it was cool. I was like one or two black folks. The other brother, he passed. Deshaun, he was a little bad. He was uh-huh. bad. But I'm, I'm assuming he was smart to be in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was bad and smart. Like right. a lot of us was right. bad and smart. You know what I'm saying? But, um. Everybody else, it was whites, Koreans. I'm sure some motherfucking rocket scientists and stuff in there. Like there was, there was a bunch of smart people in there. Did you, you fit in with those with those other kids? I had some homies, Beckett, Ben. You know what I'm saying? I had some homies, but we was, you know what I'm saying? We was the thugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the thugs of that movie. <laughs> like, look, we in the reach class. What's up? We didn't know we was the yeah. thugs though, but we uh, just thinking back, like you know what I'm saying? We was athletic and you know stuff like that, so we was cool. I was been, you know, I have some similar experience. I was like one of the smartest brothers in the class, and in the school, but it wasn't cool. Like the homies in my neighborhood was giving me a hard time. My handwriting was neat. They'll be giving me the blues. Like you write like a white boy. I'm like, yeah. I mean, my mama's gonna beat me if I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my mama literally is gonna beat me if I don't get good grades. And y'all sitting over here giving me a hard time. Right. It don't sound like you had that similar experience. It seemed like your neighborhood, they kind of embraced it a little bit. Nah, so I like middle school. Middle school is when it kind of hit because I was going to the Red Shield. I was hooping. I always got playing football. You know, there was always jokes and stuff like that. But I didn't, I ain't take it 
like that. But like in middle school, I believe like my seventh, seventh grade year, like I really kind of looked around like, these cats is weird. Just, I don't even want to do this no more. And, you know, I stopped, I quit. Acting or sports? Acting, quit acting. In seventh grade, you stopped? Yeah, I was, in, I was the one, like one of the first blacks that was in the School of Arts when it was in Cole. Okay. And I was in theater and I did a year, but it really started to just lose my, I didn't want to do it no more. Yeah. I quit, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be normal. I remember thinking that exact thing, like, man, I just want to be normal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Looking back on that, like, did that slow your progress? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish I, I wish I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? When I stopped acting in seventh grade, I didn't, I didn't, I have, I, I haven't, I didn't act until I was then at 30. All right. Thank you all for joining the show. Just a quick reminder. If you like the content that you're receiving and you want to help us out, we really would appreciate that. If you want to help, you can go to our cash app, which is dollar sign, the pro formula, or you can go to our Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash the pro formula. Thank you so much. Your support means the world to us. Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. So you stop acting in the seventh grade, then fast forward to 30 years old, you pick it back up. How? Yeah. I mean, it was just always something in the back of your mind where you'd be like, man, if I could do I should have never did this. I should have stepped. But what was the opportunity? Um, I just started doing, my, my homeboy, we just started doing videos on YouTube, little skits, little comedy skits. Oh, okay. And I did a comedy skit, and then it, we did it and I posted it and went to sleep, woke up and it had like thousands of views and stuff mm. and caught that bug. And then I just, that's where I started, like just doing skits and I did like 30 skits in like a short amount of time and got like, and this was before like Country Wayne and all that. So um, I had like a couple, couple million views. So you like a YouTube YouTube getting it cracking, right? Got going, and I need to get in that damn account. It's on there. You can y'all can check it out. Monty Jones on YouTube. It's a bunch of little so you said darky, that, that crazy shit. Yeah, crazy ass shit. I ain't even proud of it no more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, did that, and then um, then I got into plays, started doing gospel plays. Type. Did the gospel play, and then we did it, and I'm like, okay, that was fun. Now what's next? And like, yeah, the play's over, bro. Right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the play's so, over. so then I got with the writer of that one, and then we wrote one together. Y'all, you helped collaborate yeah. on the writing. Yeah, we co-wrote, we co-wrote one, okay. and then I starred in it. Okay. And then, um, then I wrote my own. Nice. And I, I wrote. I think I got about three plays that I wrote. That you wrote. Yeah, and directed. You know. Okay. So, you know, so for a short time in there, I was like the Tyler Perry of Denver okay. type thing. Um, plays is dope, gospel plays, whatever. And then just then from there, then I started doing the uh, stand-up comedy. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you were like getting to that point where you're like, okay, I'm falling back into love with this. Um, did it just, did you blow right away or what was your breakthrough moment that you had where you're like, man, I'm on the scene again? Man, the 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 skits was was pretty dope. Like I really, uh, everybody took to it. You know, what I mean, it was before his time. Like I say, it was before Country Wayne. Probably something I should have stuck with yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? But the whole city was fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? People was coming up. And, 
I want to be a part of your skit, you know, this and that, you know what I'm saying, and all that stuff. Um, I teamed up with uh, Colorazzi. Yeah, man. Colorado. Shout out to my boy Marcus. What's happening? Yeah. Squirrel was good. So Squirrel was shooting them and uh, putting them on the Colorazzi page and yeah. shit like that. So they was, you know what I mean? So, you know. Fucking with Colorado, especially during Back that then, time. Hey, yeah. that Colorado boy, you hit the club, you'll feel like I'm a real superstar. You right. done got on his little page. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So that that really took off. So that really caught the buzz. And I'm just like, been going ever since. You know what I mean? To the plays. It was, dude. Like I said, I, I did it from first grade to seventh grade. Yeah. Like on a, on a large scale. So once I started doing the plays, that shit was second hand. I got serious about it, went to uh, Colorado Film School. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, actually went in to your school 30s. about it. Yeah. You in your 30s, mm -hmm. still going back, getting that information. Right. I think it's important, like, for those people that's trying to get to the next level, y'all, knowledge never stops. This brother didn't mm -hmm. stop because he got put on a little bit. He's kept digging into his bag and kept getting into his bag, and, and ultimately it's turned it into what it is. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Real quick, I want to just talk a little bit about some of the current projects. Like, bro, I know about the, I, I saw the, the trailer. You sent me the trailer, man. I was cracking up. The clip. Um, or the little clip, my bad, for the um, for the movie Soul. Right. That's um that's with Trey the Truth. How did you get connected with Trey? And, and how did, like, talk to us about how, the movie, a little bit about the role that you play, and um and, and what can people expect when that drops? Um, shoot, I... I it was it was really like again it was one of the moments that was just destined. Um, I had been working with uh, Little Books, Little Films, and I did three three films with them. The last film he hired a celebrity videographer, uh, Philly, okay. Philly Flyboy. He shoots everybody in the business: Ti's cameraman, um, Trade Troops cameraman, okay. and so um, on set. Shit, we just hit it off. Just vibe, you know what I'm saying? And um, shit, he put me on the, the next project they had going. You know what I mean? So I went out there and, and killed it. Tell us a little bit about the character that you play. Um, I'm uh, Officer Justice. Um, he's a, a crooked police officer. Not the crookedest one. <laughs> But you said it's so crook, more crooked than he was right, right. But he got his little crookedness going. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? He'll turn up, you know what I mean? Um, think he's pretty smart and on point, you know what I mean? He, you know, but uh, you just got to see it. You got to see that movie. It's called Soul. Uh, it'll be coming out soon. You won't have to look too far. Yeah. I'm sure that. You'd be like, oh, okay, that's it. Just kind of on a streaming type streaming mm -hmm. platforms. Yeah, type streaming deal. platform. We did the premiere uh, about two weeks ago in Houston. Oh, tight. During uh, Trade Day weekend. Yeah. Shout out to Trade Truth, bro. That's dope. Yeah. Um, then I know you're on this uh, the Comedy Grind tour. I, it, that's kind of your project, right? You're yeah, yeah. I'm co CEO with uh, Boomerang, okay. comedian Boomerang. Um, we came up with the comedy grind just it's our brand you know what i'm saying and uh you know sometimes we do like a duo thing um on stage like a he said she see he said she said type thing yeah um but we still independent comedians and stuff just work together hold each other down you know what i'm saying and, and working it through you know what I mean? so like let's say that um you know, when you're doing these these shows and, and doing the Comedy Grind tour, is this a tour that you all are putting together? Or are you all 
just jumping in on other shows that are kind of going in? What, like, what's that business model? Like? No, nah, so it's not like, you know, the people use that tour thing real. It's real tricky. You know what I'm saying? So um, I definitely am touring, but I've been touring for about four years. You know what okay. I'm saying? Um, but like, you know, back in the day, like when the Temptations, like, oh, the Temptations is touring. It was on the bus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it ain't, it ain't, it's not that type of tour yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, but it is the Comedy Grind Tour and we do go everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It, and it's just uh, get in where you fit in. It depends on the project, you know? Like I produce, uh, I produce my own comedy show in Atlanta. Nice. Um, and of course in Denver. Um, I've had a few, but Atlanta and Denver, they've really been consistent. Yeah, I really, you know, my goal and dream with this is I want to be a consultant and a, and a coach, you know, for organizations to help bring more leadership and, and help to, you know, get that, that team kind of thing building. And so I'm, I'm constantly working on trying to get my coaching piece together. My dream is to, like, be a ball arena downtown, man, and pack that joint out. And people coming up to me crying, like, Tark, you helped save my company, man, or I'm such a better leader. Like, what are some of the things that you aspire to do? With your career in uh, in in acting and in comedy, um, <clears throat> man, I I, I want to be able to just uh, I want to create wealth just for uh, my family, my legacy. Uh, you know, I want years from now when I'm when I pass, my family be like, nah, money put us on. You know that type of thing. Uh, uh, but I want to be a household name. You know I mean? Do you have like venue, like a certain venue? Like I know back in the day, everybody was like, "I want to work the Apollo, man. I want to be at the Apollo." Done the Apollo. Done, done the Apollo. Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. This man done everything. Done the Apollo. What, what's some other venues that you like? One day I'm gonna get up in there, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock um, that house. The Star Dome. I was supposed to do the Star Dome, and then Spirit. Don't fly Spirit. Don't fly Spirit. No. <laughs> Section Eight Airlines. That's the Section Eight. I know they ain't got no room. I'd be like, I, I've taken one flight, one spirit, because this ticket was like 66 bucks, which you thought I was going to pass that up. But it was so close, I was like, oh, my God. And that flight to Florida was not nice. Yeah. But I'll take your advice, though. Yeah, man. Not on some important stuff, but. Um, so the Star Dome is. Yeah, Star Dome. Um, and what is the household name? Like, you said I want to be a household name. What yeah. does that mean to you? That, I mean, that means, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we can go to any house and anywhere, and they'd be like, Kevin Hart? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, Kevin Hart. You know, that okay. type of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what's up. How far, how far close are you to that? Um, right, I don't, I mean, I'm pretty far. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I mean, know Kevin far. Hart, crazy, crazy. Right, man. right. But I, but I, I, I can honestly say, like, uh, like right now, I, I enjoy where I'm at. I enjoy what I'm doing. I love it. So, if that, if that big project comes, mm -hmm. that does that, I'm gonna be with it. If it don't, I'm still enjoying and really love what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Love the skin that you have. Uh, right, but. I, I think I'm, I'm thinking I got some shit coming up there. I got my own show coming. Uh, it's gonna be on BET. What? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so just looking up. Yeah, you on your way? Yeah. I know I seen you at the Soul Train Awards, the BET Awards, and they're showing. Which one yeah. was you up in there showing out? Was that the Soul uh, Train? Soul Train. Soul Train. Okay. He he got some dancing. Monty Jones yeah. used to be a dancer. I don't know if y'all. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that or not. But Monty up in there showing out. I'm putting it up on my social media, y'all. Y'all gotta check that out. 
He over there right for real. You know, like, I did that bird so good. They had to play it on TV. Hey, bro, I, I made it look cool. I, it was cool. I could see Morris Day watching like, Morris Day nah, make, it, make sure he put on there. He, yeah, I think I might have did it better than Morris. Is More masculine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. I you can you get that? You got that. Because I was like, Phew. because he's swole. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all can't like, see this man. This man muscles like, is bold. Muscles is bulging. He got his muscles on. And then my my partner Boomerang, she did like this. She like, yeah. <laughs> she birded like Alpha One. I was like, I ain't never did the bird before. That was natural. Hey, that's what's up. Um, what <laughs> advice do you have for like new creators, new creators, people that's trying to break through? Um, it's been a grind, y'all. If y'all heard this man, he got back into it after 30 years old. He went back to school, got that rocking. He's been on the tour for the last three years. This ain't just something that happens overnight. For somebody that ain't popped yet, ain't had that breakthrough moment, like, what's your advice to them? Man, first of all, just be in it for the right thing. And then, you know, have you got to have your own vision. What's the right thing? Like, your why. Okay. Whatever your why is. If, if you're into something... I've seen some stuff on like Snoop say, or Ice Cube said, if you if you ain't ready to do something for free for five years, you that probably don't hard. need to do it. That you was know what I'm saying. When Ice Cube said that, I was like, what? He said, if you ain't willing to do something for five years for free, you don't want it. Right. Okay. And, and it, it hit home because like I, I, people be like, keep going. I be like, motherfucker, I am. I love this shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. Like this is me. This is what I do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then just your vision. We know what you want and stick to it because even you come along, you find all these people that want to say they want to help, and then switch your shit up. Like do it the way that you want to do it yeah. because even it may take longer. Yeah, they be like, no, you need to do it like this. This is gonna get you here. Well, I mean that ain't that how you want to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta. And I've, I've had situations, we don't have time to get on that, but we're time and time over again. You just got to know yourself, know what you want, and go. Because there are going to be people that say, nah, that you think are in a higher position than you. And like, nah, I don't do it like that. And then you do it like that. and You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. Like, dude, I probably wouldn't even do it if I wasn't doing that yeah. you feel what i'm saying I do. yeah so so you really got to just stick to your guns know what you want and be determined and it'll happen man it, it, i promise you yeah well last thing i want to get into is like what, what's your daily routine look like no nah, no nah, just working out man working on your craft um working on some skits social media that type of thing you know what i'm saying yeah. This last segment, man, I call it a end the debate. And I don't know if I need to change the name because everybody think I'm saying end the debate, but it's called end it. I want us to end the debate right now. All right. Okay. So it's just a quick rapid fire couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. um, Martin Lawrence or Chris Tucker? Man, don't. Because I know some of these people personally, man. You, Martin you Lawrence have, or Chris like, Tucker? Like, we talking about they professional. Yeah, like who, you, who influenced you more? Martin. Martin was more of an influence. Mm -hmm. Are you you more of a gangster movie or you like comedies? Um, I don't know. That's a hard one. I like I like black film. Okay. Yeah, I like black film. Notice he ain't answered the question. That's cold. All right, nineties R and B or nineties hip hop? Nineties R and B. Come on now, you got to know that that nineties R and B was speaking mm -hmm. on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. All right. Is if you had a vacation option, is it a beach resort or city lights? Uh, 
Uh, probably Beach Resort. Beach Resort? Mm-hmm. Okay, you took me for a city, a city cat. All right, I've been to the cities and stuff. It's cool, but that Beach Resort is dope. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. night in or night out? What do you mean? Like, if you had a free night, would you rather get out there on the town and go kick it, or would you rather do something in the house? Oh, I'm staying in. You staying in? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always getting out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I if I'm not out working, you ain't going to see me. If you see me, I got something going on. Yeah. Well, Monty, I want you to talk to the camera, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you, and um, if they want to book you or if they want to add you to the show, like, how do people get a hold of you and how do they get that? Just hit me on social media, Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Monty Jonesy, M-O-N-I-E, M-O-N-I-E, J-O-N-E-Z-Y, Monty Jonesy, on everything. So, you know, just reach out to me. Uh, let's talk some business. You know, it's all love. That's what's up, man. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. This has been Easily the funnest and funniest interview that I've been a part of, man. Hey, you know what I'm saying, baby? Let's go. Y'all know what it is. We go in and say. No, I really appreciate that, man. But that wraps it up for this episode of the Pro Formula Podcast. Um, I look forward to catching y'all next time. Um, see you. Thank you. Peace.